What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kane's Cash with your host, C Bass, and to my right, like always, Randy G. What's up, Kane's fans? Welcome back to another episode of Kane's Cast. This is your co host, Randy G. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kane's Cast and on Twitter at Kane's Cast 305 for all your Miami Hurricanes insight. Yo, what's up, Randy? Everything good? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, great, uh, great weekend, man. You know, Hurricanes win. Uh, Dolphins win, baby. It's looking good. It's looking good. Hell yeah, man. Hurricanes winning all over. They're winning football. And did you see that game today, the basketball game? Yeah, man. I just wanted to touch up on that today, bro. I was watching that game, and, and you know, uh, they, they, they played a good team today, Purdue. And they they were down, bro. I was watching the game in the first half. They look, you know, they look bad, bro. They only scored 14 points in the first half. But man, this this Canes team looks good this year. The the Miami Hurricanes basketball team, they were they were down by 20 points uh, in the second half, and they made a a nice run to close out this game today, uh, 31 to 10 run in the second half, and uh, they came back to win this game, 58 to 54. And uh, right now in the season, we're three and zero, and I think that that is going to be a, a good season. And uh, I think I think Jim Laranega is is leading this team, you know, uh, especially with a talented team, and 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 they look good, man. I think I think we have a chance to make a run at the at the March Madness tournament. That's good, man. Yeah, they've been they've been balling out, man. Yeah, man, it's looking good. It's looking good. I mean, I'm I'm excited, Seabass. I'm excited, man. You know, all, all our South Florida teams are, are looking good so far, you know? Yeah, how about them Hurricanes, man? Them boys really came on Saturday and really uh, they came for for that action. Yeah, man, uh, not not much to complain about this game, bro. You know, it was uh, it was a complete uh, domination besides that that first uh, first drive uh, fumble by 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 I think it was uh, Jalen Knight. Knight yeah, he, he yeah he fumbled. fumbled. Yeah, but besides that, man, I besides that, hurt. the game was, 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 it was clean, man. It was a, a good, clean football, football game. They, they executed the plays. And, and I think to me, Sebas, I think the, the O-line, uh, to me, I give them, I, I, to me, that was the key of the game. The O-line for Miami. I didn't see De'Ara King get sacked in this game. I didn't, I didn't see him get sacked. And, and by the way, uh, um, the Duke Blue Devils, defensive line is really talented. They have two seniors and two juniors who came into this game uh, nine games before the Miami game, uh, nine games in the season, they had a combined, uh, they were combined for 20 sacks. So I, I was I was, uh, I was was a little scared because they I, I know they had a good front four. So, you know, uh, I mean, we all know that Miami's O-line has been suspect in the past. So to me, that was the key of the game. I think Miami's O-line, was able to to shut down the Blue Devils uh, front four, and they were and Miami was able to establish the run. If if you look at the stats, we had 220 rushing yards and three touchdowns. I think I think the running game got going. And Sebas, we know from watching football for a while, we know that if you are able to establish the run, that could open up the passing game. And I think that Miami was able to execute the playbook. I mean, I feel like if 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 you establish a run, like you said, if you establish a run, if you sorry, um, if you establish a run, that uh, passing game is going to be a lot easier for you. You don't have to demand so much from your quarterback. You can easily see that, for example, in the NFL, such as uh, the Tennessee Titans, their running game is on point. 
So that makes it even even easier for Tannehill to distribute the ball through the air. Right, right. Yeah, man, but um, I feel like they're listening, man. Blake Baker, I feel like they're listening to the podcast because, man, we say something and then the next week comes and they start doing it. You get me? Um, Blake Baker yeah. finally showed up to play, you know? It yeah, took yeah. Him- yeah, by far, by far, man. Uh, this th- this defense looked uh, this defense looked completely different. It looked sure it enough looked, did, man. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a complete uh, complete different team. Uh, they played aggressive. They were fast. I saw I saw the corners uh, for the first time, and I saw the corners every time they were throwing. Duke uh, ha- had a, a pass. You saw the corners right there on the receiver's face. You know, trying to make a play. Seabass. Uh, I don't know if you saw the full game, but of is course, it me? Is, is it me or? I didn't see any missed tackles. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see maybe a missed tackle in this game. I think they did a great job uh, tackling and 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 taking great angles to to make tackles. And and man, I, I, like you said, this defense was was outstanding to me in this game. Yeah, man. And and the biggest key is that um, the Hurricanes had two weeks to that were they were on break you get me you know hurricane statistically speaking always off the bye week they do terrible so that's why i said in the last episode i don't know if you remember i said this is probably one of the one of the most important games besides the clemson this was it's going to be the most important game because they've had a bye week they've had two bye weeks uh, two weeks off and they're coming into a duke game at night and it sounded like a setup game. You get me? And I said, I want the Hurricanes to see. I mean, I want the Hurricanes to play like the Hurricane swagger that the Miami Hurricanes are known for. And, bro, they showed up and they balled out, man. 48-0. You get me? They, 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 they did what they had to do. Turnover chain was out. Five people with the turnover with the turnover chain. Even when... uh. Even an offensive player was a turnover chain. Um, Dom- I can't say his name, man. The tight end from Naples, Dominic Molaleli. Yeah, yeah. He came up with a turnover chain on one of the last, I think it was a kickoff or a punt. I'm pretty sure it was a kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm completely impressed by, by, um, by Manny Diaz. You know, I, I think I texted you uh, during the game and I told you, man, I'm, I'm completely impressed with this game because... We were all uh, debating last week whether you know Miami was going to show up for this game. You know, coming into coming into this game with two with with, with two weeks off, and um, you know, it, but man, uh, let me tell you, they played focused. Uh, I think the guys were focused. They they were they were determined. Seabass, uh, what about the discipline? Uh, a big stat penalties, three penalties for Miami, and just for twenty six yards. Man, uh, that's that's a stat that that I love because. Um, I, I know we've talked about this in the podcast before, and I think Miami has a has an issue with penalties. Uh, I mean, besides the 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 refs, you know, uh, giving us the penalties for no reason, uh, in, in special targeting calls, yeah. yeah but no, but I, I, you, great, if great. you watch the game, no, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, like I, I get what the penalties you're talking about, the unsportsmanlike conducts, the late hits, yeah. the. Um, the 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 penalties you can fix. You feel me? Yeah, no, I completely understand. They clean up their game. I mean, shit, they had two weeks to prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I think good, it, man. I'm really it, proud. It was, it was great. I, I was, I was really impressed because, 
I mean, if, if you keep the penalties down, man, you always have a chance, you know, to to win against the good teams. I mean, I mean, we we know this Duke team is not is not a is not a good team this year. They're they would um, I think they came into this game two and seven. Yeah, I think two uh, and seven or two yeah, two so, and seven. So you know, I mean, I I mean, we know it's not an impressive game, but but man, uh, just overall, you know, um, Miami came out and executed. When you talk about execution, they came out and executed on the offense, defense. The Eric King, uh, great game, man. 16 for 24, 66% of, of his passes completed, uh, 248 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Really clean game. He he played a, a a clean game. He protected the football, which is the most important thing. And then, yeah, then rushing 46 yards and a touchdown. So that's I mean that's that's great. That's great. No, nah, they played good, man. I, mean, I can't. We can't even complain anything from the offense, the defense, the special teams. Yeah, coaching, They're coaching, point. Yeah, and, and and play calling too. They did really yeah, good, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, now that you said um uh, play calling, let me tell you, Red Lashley, you're hearing it here. I I think I've said it. I, I don't know if I said it before. Red Lashley is gonna be a future head coach in 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 college football. Is is only a matter of time. Is is not is not is he gonna be? Is is just a matter of time when he's gonna be a head coach in 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 college football? Because this guy, he he pushes the tempo. Uh, I love it that he he's really gutsy. You know he has uh, he has that demeanor to to go for it on on fourth down. You know if he has to, and man, he always uh, keeps the uh, the uh, the gas um, the foot on the pedal. You know uh, he he's always going forward no matter what the score is. I mean I I love that man. I I love it. Um, don't take any anything for granted and just keep going forward. And 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 Red Lashley's doing that right now. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that's where he's going to finish? Like being a head coach in college football, or do you think he's going to go to the NFL? No, I think I think first he has to go through through college. I think he has to go through of college. Of course, but yeah. I'm saying what my leading question was going to be, bro, because... Oh, if he's going to end up in the NFL. Nah, I, that, that was the question I asked. But yeah. no, the, 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 the final, what I was trying to lead to is um, you see these uh, these new quarterbacks, the, the new era of quarterbacks, and... You can see Red Lashley be uh, Lash um, Lashley easily be an offensive coordinator or even a head coach in the NFL because of the Kyler Murray's, the Lamar Jackson, the Pat Mahomes, the Tua's, yeah, um, yeah. the no, Josh right, Allen's, right. the, the quick no tempo offense, and it's like a change. It's like a change towards. Uh, the NFL has changed. I've been saying that yeah. for for a couple of years now. What we the image of a quarterback is changing. There's no there's no more Tom Brady's. Yeah. There's no, no more. You're right. you're right. There's no more Peyton Manning's. The 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 style of quarterback is not just like a pocket passer. The um, the style of quarterback is switching. It yeah. is going to yeah. be a guy that he could make moves, make plays, uh, extend plays. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I, I I can see it. I can see it with 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 Red Lashley. I mean, I mean, it's a bold question right now because um, you know a lot could happen. He he will still have to co- um, coach in college, uh, but 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 you're right, man. He comes from uh, from from a coaching tree. A lot of people that know him, the the tree that he comes from, uh, he runs uh, RPO offense. He he runs an up style offense, you know, uh, up tempo. So he he's always pushing the tempo. And like you said, uh, the NFL is changing. The 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 quarterback play in the NFL is completely changing. You're, you're completely right. Yeah, man, I would love to see. I would love to see him in the um, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, I think that'll be interesting. I, I would like to see him take a, a job for sure. He's going to take a job within the next two years. Um, I see him taking a, a job in in college. 
you know, leading a, a, a college football team and down the road, maybe he, I mean, who knows, you know, who knows he might end up in the NFL. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't see him staying long. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what sucks, you know, about that. Um, what do you think, man? What do you think about King, man? It's it's about that time, man, where he's going to have to decide where he's staying or going. I really yeah, want him yeah, to I stay, think, man. Uh, see, Baz, I honestly think, man, uh, down inside me, I think that uh, he's about, you know, he's about that life. You know, he's about the hurricane's life. Um, I do tell you one thing. If he does decide to stay, uh, I think it's going to have a big influence um on, on a lot of guys on a lot of guys like like uh like like phillips i think that's gonna have a big decision on him i have and, a feeling and harley, bro and harley, I too, harley's gonna uh, you know he's he, i think he comes back if, if if king comes back i think harley comes back you know um uh, i have a feeling um jalen phillips is gonna stay man yeah you know i i think i mean for sure, in my mind, if if the Eric King decides to come back, I think he's gonna influence a lot of guys. You know, he's gonna come up and tell these guys, "Hey, what's up? You know, I'm coming back. You know, um, are you guys gonna come with me? You know, I think I, I I mean I think we have a good chance of keeping a lot of these guys if he if he takes that. He's a leader, man. He's a leader. Uh, this guy, listen, this guy. I remember watching one of the first games uh, at the University of Miami this year when they had a, a touchdown, I, I forgot who they were playing. I don't know if it was Pittsburgh or Virginia. Um, he threw for a touchdown. And, it's, uh, you know, when, 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 when they get a touchdown, how they have the, the, the touchdown rings now. Yeah. For the offense. Well, when, when they, when he threw the touchdown, he didn't wear the rings, you know, what he did with the rings. He gave it to the, to the offensive line and he gave them to them to wear the, the rings. And, he, and when they asked him why he did that, he said, because because of my O line is the reason why I'm able to to do what I do. So man, this guy, you know, th- this guy's a leader. This guy's what Miami has been missing uh, at the quarterback position uh, since since I can think of. Maybe I want to say since 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 Ken Dorsey. You know, because uh, we've had a lot of great guys here. We have Brakaya. Um, I mean, Jacoy Harris was was whatever. You know, and then after that, Malik Rozier was you know whatever. Nikozi Perry, whatever. But but you know what I'm going. Um, he he's a leader. He's he's a leader of this football team, and 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 man, I, I think I think a, a lot falls on him. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll see, man. I I, I want to say Jalen uh, Phillips is gonna is gonna stay just because I saw a post and he said he was born in Cali, Cali, like I was born in Cali. Raising Cali, but Miami saved me. You get me? Because he was he was retired from football, man. He had a lot of injuries, and he was the number one recruit going into leaving his senior year in high school. He was the number one recruit, and and um, damn, I forgot what I was gonna tell you. Yeah, he got hurt. You know, he he went to UCLA, he got hurt, and then he had gotten into a scooter accident. And he retired. He retired from football, and then he came to Miami, and then he it he got rejuvenated. He he became a different person, and he's just balling out right now, out of control. Yeah. So yeah. I think he might. I think he's. I think he he might stay. Yeah. No, I I completely agree, man. I I think this guy's career was was basically done. Um, you know, before he came here to Miami, and uh, it's been a great story, honestly. Great, great, great story, man. 
Yeah, who who I do see leaving is Brevin Jordan because of Will. You think and so? Because of, oh yeah, because of uh, we have that tight end that's coming. We have two tight ends that's coming. That's really good. We got the guy from um, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the little Bradley, and then we have that guy from Texas, uh, Arroyo Isaiah. What's his name? Isaiah Arroyo. Yeah, uh, Elijah Arroyo, man. There you that go. Guy. That guy's 6'4", man, 6'4". Um, and you got Will Mallory. I mean, that's way too much competition. So I think he's yeah. going to bounce, man. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I'll tell you what, man. I think, like I said, and and, and I'll say it again, if Eric King steps into the room and he says, hey, guys, um, I'm coming back, you know, um, next year. By the way, Seabass, next year, if Eric King decides to come back to the University of Miami, he's going to be a, a Heisman candidate, Okay. By, he's gonna be an, he, he's gonna be a Heisman candidate. He's gonna be an All American candidate. He's gonna be a um, All ACC conference um, candidate for uh, at the quarterback position. This guy is gonna be at the top of the list if he decides to come back here. So, man, I think, like I said, I I think a lot is gonna fall on him if he decides to come back. I think he can he can bring all these guys back on board with him. But it's it's gonna I think it's all gonna be on him, man. I think it's all gonna be on him. It it, it, it all depends on what he does. Yeah, we got to see, man. Um, we got to see. Honestly, we have to see. We got uh, a lot of a lot of talent coming, man. I think another one that leaves would be Harris, Cameron Harris. He's out of here. Harris, yeah. Too much competition. He's got to be out of here. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you what, man. Um, looking at this recruiting class, I would love to see Miami um, go go for a, for a, for a cornerback, man. We I think we're lacking at that cornerback. They need a cornerback. Dire need of a quarterback. Did you see that um, a five-star linebacker from USC decommitted? Yeah, yeah, no. And, oh, yeah, and sorry, he and didn't decommit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He didn't decommit. He he put his name in the transfer portal. Yeah, <laughs> you, already, you already know who owns the transfer portal. Yeah, hey, hey, and the quarterback and the quarterback, uh, Jake Garcia. He he decommitted. From, oh yeah, he did. Uh, USC. So hey man, you know, hey bring them on, bring them on. You know, Bro, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people uh, trying. You know, it's that social media man. It's that's all is about that social media, Twitter, Instagram. You have um, yeah. you have uh, like uh, new recruits that are coming in at the early enrollees. They're telling them, hey, come along with us, come along, come along, come along. Yeah, remember yeah. what we were talking about the other day when we when when we had the conversation with with Derek. Remember. Uh, Derek, how I said that that I think the difference in recruiting now is is social media, because these guys go on social media and and they all talk to each other and and hey, where you're going? I'm going here, you know. Um, I'm gonna go visit uh, to to this school, you know. I'm gonna go here, and it's, it's all so much social media involved that man, this is not the '90s anymore or the '80s where where guys were all, you know, oh, you know, I already have my mindset up. I'm gonna go to Miami. You know, it's it's not the same days anymore. It's a lot of competition out there. A lot, a lot of competition, man. Yeah, and it's crazy. This um this linebacker from USC, I mean Apalio Gatoeting. He's a linebacker. He's a five star linebacker. That's the guy that just uh, entered the portal. He has connections with Miami. Believe it or not, he used to play in um the same school that Bubba Bolden played. That Brevin Jordan played, that yeah. Tate Martell played in Vegas. Vegas, uh, right? Vegas. Yeah, Bishop Goldman, I think it is. Okay, okay. Let me see. Yeah, I think it's Bishop Goldman. That's a, they all played together, man, and it'll be great if they bring them down here. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree, man. Um, you know, we got to get these guys on board, man. Get, get them on board. Yeah, man. So this is moving on to this week, man. I feel good, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel good going uh, and playing North Carolina. Yeah. Playing yeah, North Carolina yeah. uh, at home. Yeah, it's a home game. It's a home game. So, I mean, that that right there gives us gives us a chance, uh, a really good chance, actually. And then we're, we're we're rolling. We just got that big dub. Yeah, we got yeah, that big yeah, dub. Right now we're rolling. Yeah, right now we have momentum. Um, I think this game is gonna be close to a shootout. Yeah, not a shootout, but it's gonna be high scoring because I feel like both defenses. I mean, we all know North Carolina's defense is not that good. I mean, if you look at their past games, I mean uh, FSU. Who's 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 not a good team? They, I mean, I think they had like twenty eight points on them, um, and and against Wake Forest it was a shootout, um, you know. So I, so I think it's gonna be high scoring definitely. I mean, I mean, we know Miami has their their inconsistencies in in, in defense, so so we'll know what I mean what team shows up on defense. But um, it's I mean right now Seabass, the spread is three is three points uh, Miami, so so Miami's going into this game as as the favorites, uh, three point favorites. I'm surprised because, because uh, all the damn I hate to cuss in this fuck, but all the damn fucking hate that Miami has, man. Miami, <laughs> I don't understand. You win forty-eight to zero. I I get it against a a no-name team. I understand that, but you just coming off two bye weeks, knowing statistically speaking, UM is never good off the bye week, and then you just keep them the same. And you got two teams in front of us that have two losses, and they even moved up. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, no, that it's, shit pisses me uh, off, man. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. It pisses me off every time I think about it. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not being biased. Uh, I'm I'm a diehard Miami Hurricanes fan, but it's uh, the truth. Fan. And 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 I know that Miami. Look, I know that Miami is not a national um, contender, a national championship contender team this year. And and I know that. And look, Sebas, and I know that if we go to the ACC championship game against Clemson. I know that we're, I mean, we're not the better team and, and, and all that, but come on, man, we're talking about Iowa state who's eight and two, they have two losses and, and Cincinnati are uh, eight and zero, but guess what? Cincinnati does not play in the same conference that Miami plays in, you know, and, and, and the same thing with Georgia, Georgia plays in the sec, but they have two losses. So to me, those three teams right there it's should, bullshit, not be, yeah, should not be on top of Miami right now. Especially, okay, fine. You beat a, a a bad Duke team, but guess what? It doesn't matter, dude. Forty eight zero, forty eight zero. I mean, I mean, you really took it to them. You that that was that was a convincing win, you know. Uh, uh, the the first convincing win of the year. I mean, I mean, you cannot leave them at ten, dude. You can't by by no by no chance, in hell, you you leave them at ten again. No, of course, of course not. And especially look in the top twenty five, they have North Carolina State at twenty three. So that's our second team. That's that's the um, the second team we beat that's ranked because we played we beat Louisville that was ranked at the time, and then we beat North Carolina State, and we still don't move up. Like I don't get it. Get I was number seven, number seven, and we're number ten. Like that shit is crazy. Look, look, uh, um, just just to make the point clear, Seabass. Look, I'm looking at the teams right now that that Cincinnati. Has played. They're they're eight and zero. They play. Um, they play in the American Conference. They play Army, USF, Tulsa, uh, SMU. Who's who's ranked this year? They're, that's probably the best game of the year so far. Memphis, Houston, uh, ECU, uh, UCF. Who's who's 
who's you said SMU. SMU is not ranked. Uh, well, no. Uh, SMU is. I mean, they, they were ranked. They were ranked when they played. at the time they played. Yeah, at the time they played. But but they were ranked. They're, they're five and one. They haven't played that many games now because of COVID. But still, um, what I meant was that that's probably their best game of the year. That that was probably their best game of the year. So, dude, you cannot have them ranked on top of Miami uh, at the moment. And then nah, I'm that's bullshit, at, man. Yeah, no, no, it's like it's it's like we we said it's Miami against the, everybody. Everybody hates Miami. I don't know why. This shit frustrates me. Yeah, I think that no, shit is no, stupid. No, and, no. And, and there has to be a minimum of games that you've played in order to get to in order to get to the college playoffs. Because you can't tell me that Ohio State playing what four games is gonna make it because shit, we we we're we were four we were four and We could have just ended our season there and we would have been undefeated. Instead of going to play Clemson, yeah, you get yeah. me. It's just, it's just. I don't know how these people do this rankings and, and and whatnot, but they need to come. They need a revision because this shit is bullshit. You get me? Yeah, no, like I know. Like I just told you, we beat North Carolina State, and guess what? North Carolina State is ranked, and we don't even move up like that. What type of respect is that shit? Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, explain to me how Iowa State has two losses. And and Georgia has two losses and they're ranked ahead of us. I no, mean, and the, you're not understanding my point. I understand that, but listen, Iowa State moved up in ranking. I know, like two. I know. I know. It's, it's that's, what, that's what's upsetting, man. And and I, well, do you do you have the um, do you have their stats of the last game they played? Uh, for Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me see if I can get it here. But yeah, man. No, but l- listen. They uh, won, hold on, hold on. They won forty-two to six. Yeah, their their last. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The their last game, uh, they won forty-two to six against, against West, West Virginia. Virginia. Okay, Virginia. you won just one by how many? You won. Uh, they won. It was forty-eight zero. Forty-eight to zero. Yeah, we're no, gonna no, leave it no, there. No. We're gonna leave it there. Forty-eight to zero. That's it. It's not even. A, it's not even. A you see how? You see how BS. Uh, BS. <laughs> You see how biased this shit is. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's not even a discussion. I mean, I mean, look, like me and you were talking about the other day when we were texting. Uh, um, we were texting. The 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 college football uh committee should come up with with a better playoff system. The j- just four teams getting in to me is not is not good enough because I feel like there's a lot of good teams out there that have one loss or or even two losses. There's teams that finish with two losses and they're good teams. So why not expand the playoff system, you know? Try to get a couple more teams in and just have, you know, like like the NFL. Yeah, in the or, NFL, yeah. You know, like like in the NFL, uh baseball has has a lot of teams in too. I think they get uh six. I think they should have six, bro. I mean, to me, eight. I I think I think to me, eight is fair. But I wouldn't have a problem with six either. I I wouldn't have a problem with six. Yeah, man. It, it is it is what it is. We could sit here, and we could argue, and we could we could uh, go back and forth, and just sit here and just have a whole four hour podcast about how stupid these rankings are. But it ain't even worth my breath. And I want to get to a better topic, a topic that we both disagree. Uh, we, we we had our disagreement. And that topic is about the Dolphins, man. How Let's do you feel Dolphins, about the- You see that? They did good, man. Yeah, man. They did yeah. good. They finally scored in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, it, l- listen, it was a sloppy game. Or uh, not finally scored in the fourth quarter, but they actually they they scored more points in the second half than they did in the first half. Yeah, it, it was a sloppy game, man. It was a sloppy game. Listen, the first half, uh, Sebas, I don't know if you agree, the first half was boring, man. It, it looked like they were dead. They were completely dead. But to me, in the second half, something changed and 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 we have talked this about this uh we have talked this about this before in the podcast how you said that i remember you saying that when when Tua is in the game the play calling on offense is different and when Fitzpatrick is in the game the play calling was better and and that's what i wanted to touch on this game because i think in the second half i think something changed i think uh the the offensive coordinator Chan Gailey he he expanded the playbook and he actually opened the playbook up for Tua to have more success. Do you agree with that? Because because that's what I saw. I, I saw a no, different 100%, 100%, at least in the second half. Yeah, the second so half the, was completely different. Yeah, of course. They 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 opened the playbook and that's what you gotta do, man. You have to you have to you have to do that. For example, Randy, when you buy a car, you don't you don't buy a uh, to go test drive the car. You don't you don't you don't drive two blocks and go back. No, you you rag it. You rag it, you drive like 50, 60 miles per hour, you go around a couple times, you roll, lower all the windows, and and you make sure the car you're about to buy is a good car. You can't you can't test the quarterback's arm, accuracy, um, IQ by just running the ball and playing conservative the whole time. You gotta let this guy throw the ball. And if you look at his stats, man, and I wouldn't say I'm a two a hater, but I don't believe in so much in Tua. But, man, if you look at the stats, he did good, man. 28 for 39, 296, and a touchdown. And the best part, he got zero sacks and zero turnovers, which is by far the most important stat out of all that. Because Of course, course. yes, yes, I I completely agree with you, man. Because he could have easily thrown 10 for 20 and... Or sorry, he could have he could have thrown thirty nine for thirty nine, three hundred yards, and gotten picked off two or three times, and sacked three or four times, and that would have been a terrible game. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? He no. get the ball secure, and he didn't get sacked, which was the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest is important stat of Tua's um, game on Sunday. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, man. I think I think he he that that was a stat that showed to me too. It was the the zero sacks, and I think I think again uh, um, again Sibas, the defense is carrying this team. The defense is doing it again. Uh, they they keep on playing hard, and and Tua hasn't had to to let's really see, man. Let's see really next show, week. Yeah, the, the next next week is gonna be the ultimate test. That's the, the ultimate. ultimate test. You know what? See what really happens with with Tua. Then, the next two weeks, the next two weeks, because Kansas City is Kansas City, bro. You're playing <laughs> by far. He might be. He might go down as the best uh, best quarterback in history. But let's see if they can keep the defense. Could keep Derek Carr, a uh, subpar quarterback, maybe top ten quarterback. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, top keep it. Keep him from having a good game. You yeah, get me. Yeah. So let's see the two games. Look, uh, uh, a quick. I'm um, sorry, see, guys. Uh, oh, no, go ahead, bro. Quick stat. Quick stat. Um, uh, on the tour thing, um, I think I texted you on it because I was watching the game, and I noticed one thing because because I like to evaluate the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, especially since we're gonna talk about it here in the podcast. Um, Cincinnati 
Uh, I'm not convinced with this performance because Cincinnati pressures, uh, they put pressure on, on the opposing quarterbacks, 22% of, of their dropbacks. That's, that's the worst in the NFL, uh, creating pressure on quarterbacks. So, of course, to me, to me, Tua looked cool and collected in the pocket. You know, he looked a little bit uh, better than, than in the previous games because I don't, I don't see him. Like you said before, uh, we don't see him under pressure. We don't see him when, when things get, get tough, you know. So, to me, I'm not convinced completely. Uh, I know he's learning on the job. I'm by, by all means. I'm not. I'm not giving up on him. I, I still believe in him. I still think he can be a great quarterback. Is is just gonna take time. But but you're right. We need to see him under pressure. We need to. He he needs to learn. You know. He needs to learn through through these things. You know. Um. But but yeah, man. Next week. Hey, next week. Uh, the Chiefs come into town, buddy. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, man. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, but yeah, man, I think Tua did a good job, man. He did a really good job. I want to see him next week, like you said. Um, the running game was there. You know, Gaskin had 21 carries for 90 yards. It was yeah, there, man. Yeah. So- yeah, I think I think that's another thing. I think uh, same thing like like the Hurricanes, the Dolphins. Uh, I think the last two games they really didn't have success running the ball. And and I think you're right. I think uh, the 90 yards on on the ground with with Miles Gaskin that that helped Tua out too because we all know once once you're running it good and and the defense is soft against the run, you know they're gonna start playing the run a little bit better so you could open up for for the pass. And and I think I think in in this game it showed that Tua had a little bit more success success throwing the ball. Um, and of course I I think the play calling was was way better, man. It's like you said in, in the previous podcast, uh Sebas, if you're not gonna have Tua in the game and you're not gonna uh have the playbook how you wanna call it when Fitzpatrick is in the game because he's limited, I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're seeing a limited uh Tua. Uh limited because of the injuries, limited because he doesn't know the playbook or or you know, or or they're scared that he's gonna get hurt or whatever it is. But but like you said before, if he's if if, if you're gonna limit him, why are you gonna play him, right? Of course, there's no point. But there's a lot of stats that go undocumented, and it's really not a stat. But I love how Brian Flores came onto the field when Jakeem Grant got clobbered on that fallacious, on that illegal play. That the Bengals player did on on him. I love the fact that he came out here ready to fight for his players. Yeah, um, that guy Michael Thomas, man, what a what a what a punk that guy is. Yeah, that's the name, Michael Thomas. Yeah, his name is Michael Thomas, and and guess okay. what? You know, yeah, you know, I think it was, I think I, I don't, I'm, I don't remember what quarter it was. I think it was the second quarter, but you know, no, that, I think that was the third quarter. No, 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 no. In the first or second quarter, it happened. Are we gonna uh, fight? It, it, no, it, it had happened before, uh, where Jakeem Grant uh, was gonna catch it on a punt return, and the same thing happened. So, listen, the reason why Brian Flores was so hot was because that was not the first time that happened in that game. It had happened before. And 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 he had enough. He he was he he was livid because enough is enough. And and that was the second time in the in the game that they were trying to take out um, Jakeem Grant. Yeah, I know you told me you didn't really much agree with it, but it I do. Not, it, it, I it's do. not that I don't agree with it. I I'm all for him fighting for his team by all means. What I didn't agree with was um, 
him coming out to the field like that. And the reason why is because you know how I am with the discipline and, and you know, you, you got to lead by example. I just don't want him coming out like that and then his players, you know, get rattled and, oh, you know, uh, you know, F it. You know, we're going to go and, and play recklessly. And then, you know, by the way, the, the turnover, um, not the turnovers, the penalties in this game, man, it was it was horrible, see, guys. They had eight penalties in, in the entire game. It was really sloppy. And, and, and a lot was because of the fights. You know, um, you, you lost three players, two big players. You lost Devontae Parker and you lost Xavier Howard. I mean, if, if you're playing the Chiefs, if you're playing uh, the Steelers, those are two big players you need. No, you I can't. Two big players you need. But but listen, by all means, Sebas, don't get me wrong. I I I agree with what he did because enough is enough. That was not the first time in the game that they try to take out one of your players. So so yeah, no, fuck it. You know, uh, by all means, man, it's it's not right. No, not not at all, man. And that's why he came in. I think he won the locker room. Like not not that he won the locker room, but it shows his players like damn. My coach, my coach is a player's coach. He's for me. He's willing to go on to the field yeah, and fight he, he, for me. He backs me up. He backs me up after after. Of some, course, of course, of course, man. Yeah. And I like that, man. That's um, that's that kind of like it, it motivates it motivates players to play even harder to to go out there and fight for your coach. Yeah, no, yeah, but man, I, like I, mean, I like that. Definitely, he listen, um. Like I said, what I didn't agree, what I think he could have done better, Sebas, um, uh, what I think he could have done better was he could have kept uh, a, a better composure throughout what happened uh, during that, that that scuffle in the field. Because I listened to, I don't know if you heard his his press conference. I heard his press conference after the game, and he admitted it. Uh, Brian Flores said um that he was sorry for his actions because he he felt that he could have done a better job of keep, uh, keeping his composure you know he said that he could have he could have done a better job maybe going to the referee and saying hey look you know that's the second time they try to take out my player you know this and this and that but instead of doing that he went he, you know he rushed into the field and you know all that's all good but but no i i definitely um it, it like I said, it's not that I don't agree with what he did. It's just uh, the way it was done, and um, man, I mean, the, the, this game was 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 sloppy because you lost two of your best players. Yeah, man. Yeah, but it's one of those one of those um, one of those type of games, man. It's it's like a it's like a boxing match. I completely get it, man. Well, so, man, what's yeah, up? Yeah, no, um, I just, I, I just wanted to say, um, I, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to, uh, to move on, but, um, I mean, oh, well, I mean, overall, they they controlled the time of possession. The Dolphins did. Uh, by the way, the the third down conversions, one for ten, uh, ten percent, man. If you play like, if you convert one for ten on third downs against the Chiefs. You're not, gonna, gonna, you're not gonna uh, last the ball game. Yeah, you're, you're not gonna last. I mean, I, I'm surprised that they were able to control the time of possession. You know, going one for ten on third downs. That's that's amazing to me. But um, just just the 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 last thing that I want to say, Sebas, I think Chant Gailey has improved this offense a lot because if we if we look at the, at the previous Dolphins teams from the past, we we've had uh, um, coaches and offensive coordinators here that do not use our playmakers and put them in the in the in the right position to succeed. If you look at um Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, um 
Jakeem Grant, the, the, uh, Chan Gailey is using these players, you know, w- with fades in the end zone. I mean, Kasiki's like 6'6", dude. And and Devontae yeah, Parker is like 6'4". So he's using these players to to their to their abilities, you know, throwing fades in the end zone, throwing a, a post route with Gasicki, you know, uh, and, and Jakeem Grant. I mean, I would love to see Jakeem Grant in, in a, um, running the 40 against uh, against Tyreek Hill. I would love to see that matchup. Because yeah, this kid, fast. this kid is fast, man. I mean, I mean, Chan Gailey's doing a great job of utilizing him with the with the wheel routes, and and you know the little bubble screens where he catches the ball and he has so much space, uh, uh, open space to run, you know. But but other than that, man, um, I don't have anything else to say. Basically. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And like always, man, go Canes. Yeah, guys. Um, this is your co-host, Randy G. Don't forget to follow us. Like Seabass said, um, you know, we, we're probably going to do something something for, for Saturday's game against North Carolina. Uh, just just follow us on, on Instagram, Facebook, Canescast, and uh, on Twitter at Canescast305. If you have any suggestions, go ahead and and hit us up. Thank you, guys. And always, go Canes, baby. Go Canes.
I got the slide in the clip. Flip, take another sip. Bushing your lip with the gap. Man, don't play like that. We taking this shit back right now. The game, the slang, the whole damn thing. Oh no, nah, I ain't playing with you, man. How be when I get there? Oh shit, yeah. Ain't nothing else gonna be the same, nigga. nigga. You can't fuck with me or my dogs. Representing double ass haters, fuck y'all. I don't give a fuck who you run with. Cook guns with you don't run shit over here. Cause we can both die right now. I don't fuck with you, so don't fuck with me. I'm just trying to get my shit together. I'm making money with my clip forever. We all family, we stay together. So don't you fuck with me or my dogs.